Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Hi, Ingrid. What's happening? How are you? I'm just recovering from a bit of a a chaotic past week. Yeah, yeah. I can sense that from <laughs> you. I, I felt the pressure from your... Through the text? Yes. <laughs> I always know, okay, Ingrid's... Having a panic? Yeah, she's having a panic. She's <sighs> melting down. My thoughts immediately go to, is the podcast going to be edited it's always edited. I know it is. I know. <laughs> and that's what I just keep reminding myself. I'm always just reminding myself. It's like Ingrid has always edited the podcast. Yes, there's been like maybe two times out of 106 episodes that <laughs> that were released on like on a Monday as opposed to a Sunday and texting with Ingrid on Saturday and I, yeah, like... I simultaneously <laughs> thought it was Friday and then I like also thought it was Sunday. I was like, oh my God. I thought it, I thought I had another day, and then the thing that was supposed to happening on Sunday, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this happens tomorrow!" I don't know. It was just Ingrid's been working on like two <sighs> different like commercial shoots or something, and and so yeah, you said you were so stressed that you were making yourself sick. Dude, I woke up which... feeling like I had a hangover. Yeah, and, and that... I just asked myself, why does Ingrid do this to herself? Dude, the production work is so intense. It really feels like feels very much like that restaurant energy mm -hmm. you know level 10 mm -hmm. in a panic you don't have like one second to spare like one wrong misstep means catastrophe catastrophe yeah totally but you're just like texting and emailing with that energy yeah and there's no movement or anything and it's relying on just external forces to throw a wrench in things mm -hmm. at any moment mm -hmm. and very much a time crunch Yes, I, so. yeah, I, I, I can relate to that on the restaurant level. And then also when I was working in publicity was the emailing and, and back and forth the different phone calls. It was so frantic, yeah, frantic and stressful. And everything was always like at a level 10 panic. Even with the graphics world, it's like, why is there always a graphic emergency? Like, why don't people plan these shoots out a year in advance? Like working in the apparel world, they plan everything out a year in advance, seasons in advance. It's all planned out so it can be shipped to the stores in time and everyone can see the art and agree on it months before it actually goes into production. Mm -hmm. In graphic design and in the film production world, it's like people don't plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's the Instagram instantaneous gratification people are used to. And, and it just doesn't work that way. Why would you spend $100,000 on something and try to plan it in two weeks? That's ridiculous. That sounds crazy. It's like planning every <laughs> every production is like planning a wedding, but having not enough time to actually plan it in a way that feels grounded. It's just instant chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if this is... I feel like compelled to do this. I don't know what the compulsion is. That's what I was trying to figure out too. And I was... Like I've worked with Chris for so long. It's like I know him. I know what he can handle. I know that we'll always get through anything with like a minimal amount of stress. Mm -hmm. Lots of organization. Not much time wasted. Very efficient. Mm -hmm. Working with new people all the time, which is, seems like how these projects go. It's like learning a new person's energy. Well, that's impossible to do in a day. So like learning how other people work in a very short amount of time. And then, yeah, different personalities and... If you could have the same team all the time, I think that would relieve a lot of the pressure. Like just when we started the podcast, it was like we needed a few episodes to get our bearings, to learn each other. Totally. And then even going through, you know, two years now of being together, it's like we still had when we made the book together, the stress level was very high. We had a lot of conflict and mm -hmm. me and you talk about communication all the time. So I think we were well prepared to have the uncomfortable moments and work through whatever conflicts we might have. But in this other world, there's no time and room for that kind of energy where you're like, okay, we're not getting along here. How do we work on it better? 
you're not even going to see that person again. So who fucking cares? Right. <laughs> you're working with them for the next like week or two. So you just got to move on. It feels like very, very chaotic as opposed to the energy here, which normally feels pretty grounded and peaceful. Yeah. Peaceful. Just a sense of ease and certainty. Mm-hmm. If I don't hear from you, I know you will be here. Like it's, <laughs> you're always going to show up. You're always going to come through. Now I send you the podcast, you upload it, but now I'm constantly checking because I like to check the numbers all the time. So I'm like, oh, did Scott upload it? Did Scott upload it? I want to know what the... (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're like one of of the people that, that, like one of our listeners, you know, that they're they're like, I've been (laughs) (laughs) on on those days where like those couple days where you didn't, you didn't download it until you know, like Monday, Monday and people are just like, I've been scrolling. I've been like refreshing the page. Like it's something wrong. You know? <laughs> so yeah, like on Sunday or whatever, you texted me and I told you what time I was going to release it. Yeah. So that that's all you have to do. Yeah. You just have to text me, Ingrid, and I I'll, I'll let you know. I know I, I, well, I did it, I think the week before. And then this time I just asked, cause I was starting to scroll and then I was like, I'll just ask him when he's going to post it. So everyone knows when Scott posts a podcast, it is the astrological perfect time to be posting the podcast for communication. I I, I honestly can't say that it's the astrologically perfect time. I just like to see where the planets are and if it makes sense to me in some way and in how they're aligning generally or within my astrological code, then that's that's when I post it. I I don't know if it's (laughs) the perfect time, but uh, yes, yes, it's fun to look at because it's like I'm, you know, helping guide people to like, this is when you should do this. This is maybe when you should do that. So I got to be doing that same thing for myself. (laughs) This past week came out at 2.22. It was it was planned in Pacific time. Yes, but it was. It, it was, that was fun, but it was more because of where Mercury and Venus were. I was going to guess Mercury had something yeah. to do with it. Communication. Yeah. Something was at 12 degrees. No, it was the moon. Yeah. The moon, the moon was actually conjunct my Mercury. That's what it was. I see. Yeah. The moon was conjunct my Mercury and Venus was trying my Mercury. So Venus, the senses, you know, it's. The audio. Yeah. I wanted to sound right feel right yes all those sorts of things should we move into the week let's move into the week well this is the week of april 25th to may 1st and the theme of this week ingrid i have a theme for this week mud mud yeah Uh uh-oh mud slow and sticky (laughs) because every single alignment that we're looking at except for one is a square no is in with planets that are in either water or earth okay okay that was yeah. my other guess so okay. uh there is mercury moving into gemini which is the one lone non-earth water mention but the big alignment in addition to mercury moving into gemini the big alignment this week is the new moon in taurus the new moon in taurus so so setting our intentions for our well, we'll sen- get to our we'll get to that in time. Well, yeah, yeah. Setting our setting our intentions. Well, I kind of like teasing yeah. it at the beginning yeah, because I love it, I love Sorry. the new moons. <laughs> yes, especially yes. the. New, I mean, I love all new moons because I really like the idea of the intention setting. Mm-hmm. But I especially just love Taurus season. I feel so. Yes. I always just feel so excited with any Taurus alignment. Yes, hopefully, we're feeling more grounded. But yeah, it's kind of that muddy feeling with. All the it's basically Taurus and Pisces. That's what this week is about. It's Pisces and Taurus. Taurus and Pisces, because that's where everything is right now. Four planets in Pisces, four symbols, three planets in the North Node in Taurus. Okay. But then Mercury moves into Gemini. So we begin with Monday, April twenty fifth. We're looking at the North Node, the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus forming a sextile which is a supportive alignment with Venus Lady Luck the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships transiting through the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish where Venus is exalted Pisces Venus 
sextile the north node in Taurus. Venus rules Taurus. Venus is exalted in Pisces. So this is a very powerful alignment, I think. It's an opportunity to really tap in to your self-worth, what you value within yourself and how that's reflected in your material surroundings, how that resonates with your soul and how that's reflected in your relationships. Do the people that you're in relationship with value what you value? Do they value you? Do you value them? Even though they might not value the things that you value, do they value you as a person and all the things you value, like giving you the respect you need to? Exactly. Do they respect what you value? Yeah, like supporting your values. Yes, yes. So... So if I need to spend more money on food, the people in my life encouraging me instead of like judging me, something like that. Yes, exactly. Good example. So this is what's happening today on Monday. I think it's a nice start to the week. It's also an opportunity to really look at what's going on in your unconscious in terms of your close personal relationships, your lovers, your friends, your business partners. What's going on in your unconscious? What is your dream world like in this area? Are your dreams, your fantasies, are they coming into fruition in the material realm? Are you helping your partners? Are they helping you? Something that came to mind for me was, you said if we value ourselves, we're looking at that Pisces energy, so the subconscious. So if we aren't surrounding ourselves by the things that we value, looking into our subconscious and asking ourselves why, why aren't we, why aren't we doing things that are fulfilling us in this material space? Like, are we not nurturing ourselves in the way that we should be because we don't value ourselves? And then then going back to the question of, well, why, why don't we value ourselves? Why aren't we kind to ourselves? Yes. Where does this come from? Where does the shame, the guilt, the regret, the remorse, where does that come from within myself? How am I speaking to myself Because how you speak to yourself might reflect how you speak to other people. I I mean, a lot of the time for me, I can be more kind to someone else. I'm like, oh, Scott, you need to eat something really healthy. Like you have a big day, have something that makes you feel good and nourishes you. Make sure you have all the time you need to prepare. And then when it comes to myself, not on purpose, but I I don't prioritize that sometimes. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time. Now I'm going to eat something shitty because it's accessible and it's fast because I don't want to spend the time because now I'm late. And it's like, well, that's not the nicest way to treat myself. Now I don't have nourishment for the day. So then I'm feeling out of sorts emotionally, physically, and then I'm not being the best version of myself. And that just doesn't even make any sense because I would, I want to do that for myself. That is such a great note because it's a common occurrence with Venus moving through Pisces where we're like over giving, giving too much to the other. It's like, well, Mm. I feel bad for them. So I'm going to break my back to help them feel better. I have, I totally have that tendency, (laughs) the giver, because that gives Mm. me fulfillment. But also if I'm doing it, we can't pour from an empty cup. So if we want to be the best version of ourselves to help the people we love, then we have to make sure we're doing it for ourselves first and foremost. Yes. Yes, so making sure that you're taking care of yourself with Venus in Pisces in order to take care of your partner, you have to take care of yourself as well. And then if you're not taking care of yourself first, that's also where resentment comes in because now instead of giving because you love giving because you have enough to give, you kind of expect something from the other person in return. You gave all this and then you need something something back of of value. Mm -hmm. And that's not really a good place to be giving from. You don't give to expect something. No, no, you don't want to give to expect something, but you also, you know, hopefully like it's clear in the relationship why you're giving. And and it all all depends on like the level of closeness that you're with this person. Like there's some relationships where there's a clear give and take Like, I give you this because you give me that. And Mm -hmm. then there's like those deeper relationships that are, I give you this because this is good for you. And what's good for you is good for us. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many nuances to that whole mm -hmm. world. I mean, yeah, you don't want to be giving something for nothing also, but it's, yeah, maybe not something so tangible and specific. Right. You're just giving because you have enough to give instead of giving from a place of lack. 
Well, and you made a point about resentment, mm-hmm. like having that resentment, like if you don't get something back. And, you know, that can happen if you're, if you're just, it's not even that you're looking for something back, but if you're the person who's always giving mm-hmm. and then you're feeling depleted and you're not getting any support from the partner, that's where there is that other element of Pisces that comes in the urge to escape, <sighs> to like run away from the relationship because it's like, I can't take it because I, I'm the one that's always calling. I'm the one that's always asking if they need something. I'm the one that's always doing the touching, doing the, the foot massage or whatever. You know, I don't mind that. But then it comes to a point where it's like, I'm not getting anything back. Maybe you're getting a thank you, hopefully. I don't know. But if you're not even getting a thank you, then... Yeah, I would hope so. But (laughs) I mean, there is the other aspect. It's like we do have to communicate what our needs are. People aren't mind readers and maybe they unintentionally don't know how much you're giving to them without giving anything back. Maybe they just don't have anything to give back at the moment or they don't think about it. Mm -hmm. So not forgetting to use our words. If that happens, if that does happen happen to be happening yeah if it happens to be <laughs> happening <laughs> then yeah just speaking speaking up about it don't wait until it's built up but just whenever you notice things be like you know th- this is something i could use help with or just asking for help like mm. i don't usually like specifically asking for help i would prefer that everyone reads my mind but that's uh kind of ridiculous so i did ask for help from a friend earlier in the week i was like oh i really need help on this project can you help me and that's where it comes back to that north node in taurus it's like this is what i need this is my value this is my self-worth is it being matched by my partner or not if not then you know the bull has to make itself known and be clear about this is my self-worth this is what i value and i need something in return because taurus is really clear about what i need the bull is clear about what it needs It's like a balance between giving and being focused on the self. Mm -hmm. The Pisces is that giving, that Taurus energy is about what am I getting out of this? Mm -hmm. What am I getting out of this? Is it feeling my needs? Tuesday, April 26th, we're looking at two planets in Pisces and one planet in Taurus. Let's start with the planets in Pisces. This is a conjunction. It's Venus again, the goddess of love and beauty, conjunct with the moon, the planet of emotions in Pisces. So this is bringing that greater emotional sensitivity to the relationships and what you're feeling, the compassion that you have, or maybe the guilt that's that's bubbling up in some way or some shame that you're feeling. How can you show yourself forgiveness In your close personal relationships, how can you be more empathetic to your partners? And then since it's a conjunction, it's not connecting with this Taurus alignment, correct? Well, it is, but it's three degrees away. The reason why Mercury is there all by itself, and they are connecting at three degrees, but I only just use like the exact degree because otherwise it would just be so complicated. There would be so many alignments all the time. Exactly. So, yeah. So I'll get to Mercury in a second, though. The thing about the moon and Venus, it, it, it creates that sensitivity, you know. So the moon and Venus, they're still connecting to, they're still sextile with the North Node. And so if you weren't feeling what we were talking about on Monday, when the moon comes around. You're going to feel it. Exactly. It brings that emotional sensitivity. Which can be a good thing. Or it could be kind of like an uncomfortable thing, no? Oh, yeah. It can be uncomfortable with with these two planets in Pisces. Like, Pisces is that psychological baggage sign. It's the sign that makes me want to drink and do drugs and, you know, stare at the screen for 12 hours a day so I don't have to pay attention <laughs> to what's going on inside of my head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I see part of it, like you said, the compassion where you can be more compassionate to yourself and others, but also the part where... That's where all your triggers are. And you're like, oh, you're doing this to me on purpose. Or like, why aren't you doing this for me? The thing we talked about yesterday, yes, yes. the giving or the taking. Mm-hmm. But if we can bring in some of that compassion, it's like we can see things from their perspective and they probably weren't 
doing anything on purpose. Yes. Nobody usually is. Yes. I think that compassion leads to empathy. Mm -hmm. Like when you're compassionate with yourself, then you can be more empathetic with others where you're like, oh, okay. I feel like that's like a thing that people say, like the order of events, but I kind of feel like the opposite. It's like once you point out, or at least for me personally, it's like once you point it out in that other perspective of doing it for someone else, then I'm like, oh, I need to do that for myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it can go both ways. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just never think consciously, oh, you should be kinder to yourself. Like when you tell me to do that for someone else, I want to do that for them because that's, yeah, just that, that's how we communicate and we become empathetic to other people's situations. But then I, then I reflect that back to myself and think, oh, I should treat myself that way too. So you're saying it's easier for it's me. It's easier for you to be empathetic to other people. And then through being empathetic to other people, you realize that I should be showing myself the same compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all, not saying all the time, because sometimes it's... Of course. You're a human being. Hello. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a human being. Yes. I mean, so. sometimes I cannot be empathetic. <laughs> I'm guilty. Yeah, exactly. It's life. It's the ebb and flow of life. And as we think of the ebb and flow of life, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, commerce communication, coordination. It's at 26 degrees in Taurus, the sign symbolized by the bull, fixed earth. Why are we talking about it today? Because today, April 26... New moon. No, yes. (laughs) No, there's no moon here. It's Mercury, Ingrid. (laughs) I just got overexcited. (laughs) I I thought you were going to actually say what I was going to say, but then you went this totally different direction, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it, so I, I don't know. Mercury and Taurus? But I don't know what you were going to say. It's the beginning of Mercury moving into its retrograde shadow. Oh, okay. No, yes. I was definitely not going to say that. <laughs> I've been, I had that new moon energy in my mind. You're like, it's a new moon? No, it's Mercury moving into its retrograde shadow. Boo. So, <laughs> yes, Mercury is going to be in its retrograde shadow from April 26th to June 18th. The retrograde begins on May 10th and ends on June 3rd. But this is where Mercury begins to slow down. It's going to move to four degrees in Gemini. And that's where the retrograde ends or begins. That's where the retrograde begins and then move back to 26 degrees in Taurus. So where Mercury is right now on April 26th, it will be here again on June 3rd. So that will hopefully help some of the listeners that aren't really clear about what Mercury retrograde is. Gives you more of a, like a, I don't know if this is the right word, but a visceral understanding of like, what does that mean? So we're looking at it in the sky from our perspective and it's at 26 degrees in Taurus and it's going to move forward to four degrees in Gemini. And then it's going to move back to 26 degrees in Taurus. So it's going to be right where it is right now on June 3rd. So retracing its steps, be very mindful of the choices that you're making during this period. This is a time to clear your plate. Look at what's on your plate, clear your plate rather than add anything new, which can definitely be the temptation. And also retrograde is the re, so we're visiting things again. So Mm -hmm. like you said, don't add new things to your plate when you're supposed to be kind of sorting through this old baggage. You're, you're re-looking at all, all these things that have already happened and are coming up again. So anything new, you kind of want to wait to address until you sort through all this old shit. Yes. Taking your time through going through all the, all the stuff that, that you've been putting to the side. Yeah, people, there's always a negative connotation to it, but this is just kind of the rhythm. It's like all this stuff kind of gets piled up and then we kind of brush it to the side. But the retrograde is the time to actually go through your closets of your mind and like in these certain areas. So right now it's Taurus. Mm -hmm. So our senses, our material world, commerce, money, business. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Wednesday, April 27th. Now we're looking at three planets in Pisces Ah. and one in Taurus. 
So the three planets in Pisces, one we've talked about already, two that we haven't mentioned this week. Venus is back in action. Venus has now moved ahead one degree and is conjunct at the same degree as Neptune. And then Jupiter, a few degrees away from Neptune and Venus, is sextile with Mercury in Taurus. So we're talking about Mercury again. So this cluster of these three planets, Venus, Neptune, Jupiter. So Neptune is the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition. Jupiter is the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion. Jupiter and Neptune are the two planetary rulers of Pisces. Venus is exalted in Pisces, and as we've said earlier on a previous episode, the last time these three were in Pisces together was April of 1856. So it's been quite a while since they've <laughs> been hanging out together in the sign that they're all, all three are very powerful in. So there's a lot of deep energetic work occurring here, and then you add Mercury the planet of the conscious mind in Taurus, the sign symbolized by the bull, fixed earth. This is that mud sort of feeling again. This is really, it's taking a realistic look or bringing your dream world into reality, your unconscious mind into reality. And that could be the challenge, even though this is a gift in some ways. It's like the energy is really heavy it wants you to like slow down and take a take mm. a look at these things yes. i'm seeing like the neptune is the cloudy planet so you're forced to slow down you can't see in the fog exactly but then there's jupiter which is the expansion so you're like you're supposed to look around in the fog like what <laughs> what is in here and it's also the subconscious you're like I'm looking around in an expanded way at my subconscious but it's cloudy in here like what am i supposed to see but you're supposed to slow down and really look. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Slow down. We're in the clouds. That Neptune energy is like you can't see where you're going. You're trying to just like feel it out. The Jupiter expansive energy makes that not being able to see even more intense. Like I, I think of it being an even more dense fog mm. with Jupiter there. And then you bring Venus, which is the senses... We're Which is to feel, to, our way feel to feel, yes. How does it feel? And then you bring Mercury, the mind, into the sign that represents the senses, which is ruled by Venus, Taurus. And it's bringing like this mental reality to the dreams or you're able to maybe see what's going on or sense what's going on in your unconscious you're able to feel it and, and experience it in reality mm -hmm. or maybe your reality feels like a dream you're like is this real like is this really happening to me right now yeah so i think it's going to be intense the the word for me that comes to mind is patience mm -hmm. yes patience beautiful word just spending some time in this space with that mercury just processing the information you're getting from the Taurus energy, the senses, Venus energy, the senses. How am I, how am I feeling in this space of just looking, looking at the fog, looking at the subconscious and just feeling into it? What is the information that I'm getting here? Yes. What's going on in my inner world? I'm going to pause. I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to set the alarm on my phone and just 10 minutes to lie back and really feel what I'm going through right now. 10 minutes might sound like a long meditation or something, but we spend 10 minutes <laughs> doing all kinds of things. Just like that little pause, you can get so much information mm -hmm. and feedback from your body and your mind in just a very short window. You can even take 30 seconds and take a deep breath and just what is, what is happening right now? You know, the next time you take a minute or two minutes, it's like you build up and being able to sit with the, the feelings that are coming up, you're going to get more and more information about yourself. I love that you use the words information and feedback. It's just to sit in silence with yourself and see 
what's happening? What are the thoughts that are coming up? Where is your mind going? What is that telling you? This was the last day with this therapist. She's taking a a leave for medical reasons. Mm. So this was like a closing out. And we were just talking about closing out our sessions and what have I learned and what is my reflection of this? And I was thinking that therapy really is just a space, a space to reflect. The therapist is really just a mirror to hold space for what's happening in here and helping you analyze it, helping you slow down. She's always saying, okay, let's slow down. Let's look at this. Let's think about this one piece for a minute. Mm -hmm. And it's like just that slowing down energy to sit with your thoughts and see what comes up. That is gold. Yeah. (laughs) Moving your awareness and attention to the different spaces. And we can do that with ourselves. It's nice to have a therapist to guide us Mm -hmm. and looking at these areas of our lives. But you know, that's usually an hour of my week spent doing that. I think that that does a lot sitting here with you. We do a lot of focused what's happening in these certain areas. And that feels very similar to a therapy, but it's like we can sit with ourselves for 10 minutes. Even that's huge. That's huge. Most of us aren't doing it at all. Mm -hmm. So giving yourself a little bit of time. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it just feels very nurturing to be able to sit with yourself for a few minutes to just absorb your Mm -hmm. existence. Yes. (laughs) So much happening all the time. What is happening right now? Why am I experiencing this? What, what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Where are these feelings coming from? How can I show myself compassion in this moment? Okay, so moving on to Thursday, April 28th. This already feels nice. Tell me, why? What do you see, Ingrid? Because Ingrid's looking at, at the images here, which if you want to look at the images, sign up for the free email that I send out every week that accompanies the podcast. It's the Weekly Transit email. It's on the website, theweeklytransit.com. And what do you see, Ingrid? I see an earth-earth connection. Yes. Which automatically just puts me at ease. It feels grounding. We're getting our footing. There's all that kind of foggy energy happening. And like the Pisces just feels a little bit angsty when you're just constantly in the emotional baggage. So this grounding earth energy feels calming to me. And I'm also an earth sign, so I'm sure that I was going to say a sun earth. Earth's, Your well, how would sun I say is in an earth sign? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this just gives me some comfort. Do you do you know what these symbols are and where they are? What uh, signs? We've got Mercury and Taurus. Yep. And Nep No. Neptune? Pluto. Pluto, yes. <laughs> Pluto. And where's Pluto? Pluto? Pluto and Capricorn. Yes, good. Good, Ingrid. Yes. So <laughs> so you'll see by looking at these symbols that they're all three of the root symbols. They're the crescent of receptivity. The cross of matter and the circle of spirit. Mercury is messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. Pluto is the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation. So they have kind of a nice rapport here. They have like a relationship, these two. So Pluto's in Capricorn, where it's been since 08, 09 transforming our relationship to authority how we relate to the authority how we relate to ourselves as an authority and then that pluto energy is like a death of the old way of doing these things so it's transforming our mind so when you think about the work that we've been doing this week it's been about delving into our unconscious facing our psychological baggage showing ourselves compassion getting clear about what We value within ourselves our self-worth. And as you clear that psychological baggage, as you get clear with your self-worth, you're able to transform the way that you think about yourself and the way that you communicate to others. You're suddenly communicating from a place of power, from a place of authority and not in a way where it's like I'm up on this pedestal and I'm pointing my finger down at everyone else. It's I know who Scott Tajarian is. Arrogance is not the same thing as authority. Yes. Authority is, is very grounded. You Mm -hmm. know who you are, not faking it till you make it or whatever. Like this. Yeah. Kind of like a tacky energy about it. Mm -hmm. We're trying to like prove something. It's like, if you know 
something you don't have to prove it to anybody. Exactly. I love what you just said. Arrogance is not authority. And so this is transforming your mind, how you think about yourself, thinking about yourself from a higher perspective that I know who I am and I'm going to come from that place of authority of knowing who I am and taking responsibility for who I am, what I do, what I say, and that's it. I love your nails, by the way. They're new. This is very Taurus energy. We got some green. Yes. Green happening. Yes. Snakeskin vibes. They've changed since I last saw you. I really love this set. (laughs) Very Taurus, yes. (laughs) The senses. That's Ingrid stepping into her authority, (laughs) is new nails. Yes. And that's something, I mean, it does feel very Taurus energy. This is something that I value, having beautiful things, even though it feels, sometimes people think it's really frivolous, Mm. like spending money on that, but... It feels like I'm taking care of myself, nourishing myself in a way, you know, giving my physical body attention. We are spiritual beings in a material world. So I'm like the beauty, just having something beautiful all the time, like having a beautiful space. It just makes you feel a certain way. There's such a negative connotation to being materialistic. And I just think of that word as knowing what you like. Yeah. What I like to wear, what I like to eat, what I like to smell what I like to see, what I like to hear. But when you have all of those things, that doesn't necessarily translate to money. I mean, you need money to buy some of these things, but also it's, it's the sensation that these things give you, not so much the, the money itself. It's, it's what it can provide your physical vessel. It's all energy. It's all energy. If you're putting out the energy that this is what I love then you're willing to put out the energy that this is what I want to do in order to get what I love. Yeah. And maybe there's money involved, and the exchange of money is the exchange of energy. I think that that negative connotation can come from people in, like, a jealous way. They're like, oh, why would they spend so much money on that? And it's like, well... That's judgmental. Yeah, it's like, well, you don't know what they value. That's important to them. Maybe if you know what you valued and you spent the money to get what you want, then you would feel better about yourselves and you wouldn't be looking at everyone else in such a negative way yes yes and we don't know what anyone else is going through anyways exactly we don't know what people are going through why people buy what they buy or where they spend their money i don't know so what this is about is being clear about what it is you value what do i value separate from everyone else this person likes that that person likes this okay great good for them but this is what i like and I'm very confident in knowing what I like. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what this alignment is about. Being able to truly take ownership of what you value. Moving on to Friday, April 29th, Mercury returns home to the sign that it rules, Gemini. The mutable air sign symbolized by the twins Mercury is going to have two stints in Gemini, so this should maybe lighten the mood maybe for a little bit, but at the same time, it's Mercury's going to be moving really slow into the sign that it rules. It only gets to four degrees. Right now, it's at zero degrees on April 29th. It's going to be in Gemini from April 29th to May 22nd. So the retrograde starts on May 10th, and then 12 days later, Mercury is moving back to Taurus. Then the retrograde ends on June 3rd in Taurus, and Mercury moves back into Gemini from June 13th to July 4th. That's when Mercury moves on into Cancer. The last time Mercury was in Gemini was May 3rd to July 11th, 2021. So think back to those dates and what was occurring for you to give you clues on what could be in store for you this time around between April 29th to May 22nd and June 13th to July 4th. So Mercury in Gemini is about curiosity. Being inquisitive, asking questions, learning a little bit about a lot, connecting people together. It's having conversation, having a discussion, the dialogue. The first thing that came to mind was 
maybe talking about whatever experiences we've been going through. And that gives it a little bit of lightness when we're connecting with other people, being able to just chat about what we've experienced, maybe even just laugh about it. Other people are going through the same shit and we're just like, this is crazy. <laughs> yes. Like all the shit that I just discovered about myself. And when we communicate about it, people are asking us questions, that curiosity, like, how's that going for you? How does it feel for me? And then, yeah, just working it out outside of our minds. Hmm. Yes, it's bringing that unconscious into the conscious and then speaking it to the people around you and then having them reflect back so that you can learn maybe a little bit about yourself through learning about them. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Because we're all reflecting each other. And sometimes when someone else says something out loud, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, the way you said it makes so much more sense or I just needed to say it out loud. It can get really cloudy in there mm-hmm. and, and muddy. Yes, yes. So when we start speaking about it, sometimes that can create some clarity. Even I've had conversations with people and in that moment, they're like, oh my gosh, I know I just said this, but I didn't realize it until I just (laughs) said it to you. Like having our own revelations just by communicating in a different way that's not just so internal. Yes. So hopefully Mercury moving through Gemini will bring some of those revelations, will help turn on the light bulb in our mind, this is the sign of logic as well. It's, it's, does this make sense? And, and keeping a positive attitude because it's light, it's air, and it's very different from this Pisces energy. If you're somebody who has key uh, astrological points or planets in Pisces or Virgo, this could bring some challenges for you because the mutable air of Gemini is going to be squaring those Virgo Pisces energies. But really, if you're, if you're Pisces or Virgo, you really only have to be concerned uh, between April 29th to May 22nd if you have those key astrological points or planets between zero and four degrees. If it's in the mid or later part, it's not going to hit you until June 13th to July 4th. Moving on to Saturday, April 30th. Double conjunctions, two conjunctions here. We're looking at Venus, Lady Luck, conjunct with Jupiter, the planet of luck in Pisces. So we talked about these two planets. They were close together a few few days ago. Back on Wednesday, we talked about them. Expansion, relationships, expansion in the senses what's going on in your unconscious, more of those themes of what is happening in your unconscious mind, what is going on in your dream world. Are you experiencing fear or or shame or regret in some way? And if so, how can you show yourself greater compassion? How can you lighten things up perhaps in your relationships? Uh, but there could be a lot of feelings here uh, with these two conjunct a lot of really high awareness of what we're experiencing in our close personal relationships and then the other alignment is the one that Ingrid was excited about a few days ago which is uh, the new moon in Taurus and so the new moon in Taurus and this is an, an opportunity for me to share a little bit about my moon cycle classes, which are already booked up for this moon cycle, but for the next moon cycle, uh, which I'll be releasing, I think probably around the full moon, maybe before then, but you can enroll at theweeklytransit.com where we look at how the new moon and the full moon will be affecting you directly. Classes are small, they're eight people, and uh, it's two classes, one that involves the new moon, the other that involves the full moon. So the new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. It's the inhale. The full moon is the exhale. It's sharing the harvest. And so when we think of this inhale energy, what are the intentions that we're setting? What is the seed that we're planting? The seed for the new moon in Taurus is Taurus which is the senses, the five physical senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. What do you value? 
So setting your intentions to establish your self-worth, what you value in the material realm, and how you would like to see that reflected in your material surroundings. These are the intentions for the new moon in Taurus. It's nice that it's also happening with this Pisces energy because this is the opportunity to dream dream about what you would like to happen. What do you want to call in in these areas? And yeah, what do you what do you really value? What do you want to call in for yourself? I just Taurus energy just always feels so special and personal and tangible like you can feel you can really check this off of a list what makes me feel good can I have these things around me what can I do to accomplish these tangible things what do I need for my space is it candles is it food is it you know being outside in nature what are the things that make me feel secure and grounded and happy and nourished yes what are my likes and dislikes all these other signs are much more like ethereal their their concepts of how we want to change like the material is something that anyone can understand we know if we've accomplished these goals do we have the thing or we don't have the thing Mm -hmm. knowing if we have compassion or um, authority (laughs) it's like i don't know maybe i have a little more authority but do i have enough authority like there's just all of these levels of learning and yeah this feels like a tangible real experience that is maybe easier to achieve Well, I look at all three earth signs as having that tangible quality. Okay. It starts with Taurus, with what do I value? It continues with Virgo. How do I put what I value into practice so that I'm actually doing what I say I want to do so that I can have what it is I say I want? And then it concludes with Capricorn which is that point of achievement. You can see if you've achieved something. I've accomplished this. I've done this. I value myself here. I've done the daily work based on these values. I've done the daily work that is based on my values. And now I've accomplished my goals so that I can have everything that I value. I love that. And that's how you bring it back around. I love that. Yes. So here we are, the new moon in Taurus. And this is happening, I should say, it's happening at 1.29 p.m. Pacific time on April 30th. So equate that to wherever you are in the world. And this is the time or after this time is when you want to take a moment And set those intentions. You want to do it after the time as opposed to before the time. Because before the time is like catching a wave after it's already passed. Okay. So, and what am I supposed to do? Like, okay, what you're supposed to do is whatever is going to stick with you to remember what your intentions are. So, I think of like a marriage. I'm not going to tell you what your wedding should be like. But it's a ceremony. It's a ceremony where two people make a commitment that they're going to remember and it carry on with them. I have a little idea for uh, intention setting that I Mm -hmm. really like that feels very Taurus. Just making a little altar. And everyone maybe thinks more of what an altar really is. But an altar is just a space in your home or at your desk or wherever you spend a lot of time that you can see that has a couple of physical objects on it that represent the things that you want to call in. Maybe it's a piece of fruit and maybe it's a flower. So it's like that nourishing energy. You want to eat better food. You put the the flower on there to represent, you know, taking walks or going to the park or hiking and just, yeah, a couple things that just remind you of the intentions that you want to set. And so even just the energy of collecting these small objects that represent something for you is meaningful and then to, every time you see it, you're reminded of what you want to do for yourself. That's a great idea. It could be as simple as lighting a candle, writing something down, or just sitting in a chair or standing with your feet on the ground and saying your intention aloud. I love that. Or saying it in your mind. It, it, it's about taking that moment And being still in that moment, like we were saying earlier in in one of the earlier days when we were talking about 
patience and giving yourself that time, just a few minutes to check in with yourself. It's about pausing, giving yourself a few moments and saying, whether it's out loud or in your mind, this is what I want. This is what I intend to do. This is my self-worth. I value this within myself and I'm going to make sure that everything that I do from here on out reflects my value. Sunday, May 1st. We end the week with a planet in Taurus and a planet in Pisces. What a shock. (laughs) (laughs) More mud to close out the week. The moon in Taurus, as it was yesterday, in alignment with the sun, is now moved on further into Taurus and is now in a sextile with Neptune. So this is more of that theme that we've been working with all week about the unconscious and grounding, bringing the dream into reality. What is going on within me and how is that reflected around me? How can I show myself compassion in a way that reflects my self-worth? These are always such great journal questions. I feel like this is something really to to reflect on. Mm-hmm. That's it. A lot of these questions you ask us, just spending the time to answer them, whether that's with a ceremony or a journal prompt or just saying it in your mind after after Scott asks the question, you can learn so much about yourself and it doesn't have to be a big to do, but just having these small reflections about ourselves really can guide the decisions we make and yes. how, how we move forward in life when we just have these little pieces of information about ourselves. Because if we're not asking ourselves these questions, we're not moving through life consciously, not these specific questions, but just any type of questions that are self-reflective. If we don't spend the time to sit with ourselves to get some answers about us, how the fuck do we even know ourselves? You're on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we are, even, even though we do this and you're asking me these questions to my face and I'm thinking about them and sometimes I'm answering them when we're not here. It's like, Oh, you're busy. You're going to the grocery store. You're going to your family event. You're going to work. It's like, you really have to value you really have to value yourself enough to set aside that little bit of time to reflect with yourself and it it really goes a long way and it also is a practice so as soon as we stop doing the practice then we start forgetting the things it's like it's <laughs> it's so much upkeep to be a human and to to feel good it's not a one way road all uphill it's very it's a lot of work and it's a lot of the time very uncomfortable and there's never a top. There's never really a, a, a pinnacle. It's like as soon as you get to that one ridge, you there's realize one. you have to go down and then <laughs> oh, up. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like. I love that you brought up the the practice element. Because Taurus is a sign that represents routine. So think of this week as a week where you're setting new habits. That's I what like that. the the full moon, the, that's what the new moon in Taurus is also about. It's like what are the habits that you're creating for yourself? This is a time that time of the year to create healthy habits for yourself. I like this. I like this a lot. I've been I, I mean I keep I obviously really like food. I keep bringing it up, but that's always like some sort of contention point where I'm like, oh, if I just had this routine of these certain food items, then it would be easier for me to like move through life. And so I've been like slowly collecting things that are kind of instant, but still healthy and maybe spending a little more on the thing, buying little grapefruit packages or like something that I don't have to do from scratch and mess my kitchen up because then the dishes are sitting there. It's Mm. like, just finding a, a couple small things or even one small thing to add to your routine and building on it. You don't have to do everything the first day, but a couple of just tangible things, doing the homework for what you might want to add to to your life. Yes. That is accessible at this moment. Yes. You can dream big also, but, you know, do this. The what small are the practical things, things yeah. that I can do mm-hmm. to get to bring that dream into reality? Awesome, Ingrid. Are we ready for questions? Yeah, we do. We have some questions. Questions, questions. Okay. Spotify. And then if you would like to ask us a question, if you go on our, if you listen on Spotify, there is a questions area once you click into the episode, or you can send us some questions on Instagram if you like. Oh, also one more thing. 
we are accepting oh yeah offering oh yes and listeners. i, w- I want to thank i don't i don't know if i should say people's names uh, if you want me to say your name i'm happy to but uh we we did get a couple of sponsors yeah say their from, first name well i don't i don't know i people might be private i i don't know if if you if you want me to say your first name or your last name or no name or whatever hit me up on instagram or email me but we did get a couple people couple listeners that have been very generous in sponsoring us per month. So that's really amazing. It's it's quite an incredible feeling to get that email that says, you have somebody that wants to sponsor you. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. If anyone wants to donate to the cause, we love doing this podcast. We would like to do this full time. So if you get value out of our podcast, then we'd love it if you'd sponsor us so that you could buy us a coffee or you can buy us a new plant or you can buy us a new computer. I don't know what you want to buy us, <laughs> but yeah, you can just uh, donate monthly on there to supporting the podcast. Through Spotify, right? It's yeah. through Spotify. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so. right. Where you ask the questions, actually, I think you can either okay. sponsor or ask a question. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Super grateful to yeah, those people. Very that grateful. Us. Yes. Amazing. It feels really good. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go buy a coconut water immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. We have questions. All right, so this is a really good question that I'm excited for you to answer. Oh, boy. It's it's simple. I'm nervous. (laughs) This is a really good... uh, uh, 902 LMR wants to know, does the moon go through the same symbols every year? Example, recently full moon in Virgo, new moon in Aries, full moon in Libra. Are these annual transits? Okay, so... I'm going to say... I think the answer is kind of no. It's not the well, same every year. It, is it? Okay. Let, let me put it to you this way. Because I feel so like this, I've asked this. I ask this here and there because I wonder the same thing. I'm trying to trying to make this as simple as, of an answer as possible. The sun is in the same place on the same day every year. So right now the sun is in Taurus. And every year at this time, the sun is in Taurus. And every year at this time around this time between when the sun first moves into Taurus to when the sun moves out of Taurus, there's at least one new moon in Taurus. There's a rare occasion where there might be two if it happens like at zero degrees and then again at like 28 or 29 degrees. This year it's at 10 degrees, so there's only going to be one new moon in Taurus. Now, when the moon is new in Taurus, then there's going to be a full moon which is either going to be in Scorpio, where it is this year, or it's going to be in Sagittarius. Okay, so the answer is kind of yes, and then maybe a little bit of no, depending. It's yes and no. It's it's yes in that after the new moon in Taurus is always the, the next new moon is either going to be on the rare occasion in Taurus, very rare, or most likely it's going to be in Gemini. And then after Gemini is going to be Cancer and then Leo and so on and so forth, just as the wheel in the Zodiac goes. But the full moon, the moon is fully reflecting the light of the sun. So think about it like this. The new moon in Taurus this year is at 10 degrees. The sun moves one degree every day. So two weeks after the new moon in Taurus is the full moon. So if the sun is it 10 degrees during the new moon in Taurus in two weeks is the full moon in Scorpio. The sun will be at, is going to be at 25 degrees. So 15 degrees later, that's about two weeks. I see. And the moon, which is full is going to be opposite the sun. The sun is in Taurus at 25 degrees opposite Taurus is Scorpio. Now, if say the new moon in Taurus was at 20, Five degrees instead of the full moon in Scorpio. If the new moon in Taurus was at 25 degrees, then 15 days later, or 15 15 degrees degrees later, the sun is going to be in Gemini, and the moon is going to be opposite that, full in Sagittarius. Okay. So that would mean that the full moon in Scorpio would precede the new moon in Taurus as opposed to the new moon in Taurus preceding the full moon in Scorpio. I see. I hope that answers your question. I feel a little I, brain twisted. I think I if, if you're looking at the <laughs> if you're looking at the astrological chart, then you can really uh, 
you can really see that. So if this explanation feels a little over the top, if I was looking at the... It's looking at the map. Like, I love Time Passages, that app. It has, you know, images I mean, or of your... The, I mean, you have your... The basics of astrology. The yeah. news leader? <laughs> the, the news leader. The basics of the astrology teaches you what the symbols mean. But if you look at the houses, you can see... You can see in that, yeah. Yeah. What is opposite what? That Scorpio's opposite... Taurus. Yeah, once you really have the houses down in the order of them, it's like you can kind of predict these things more easily once yes. you really absorb that information. Yes. Yeah, and then we do have a handful of other questions, but they're all so specific to each person's chart. When you're asking things about degrees and houses, it just gets very nuanced and Scott doesn't really have time to get into each detail and it's not really fair to the person asking the questions. There's just so much more about the chart you'd even need to have for it, it to even make sense. In order for it to be, to give you the answer that you deserve, yeah, you would need a reading. And to be fair to the other listeners, that it doesn't pertain specifically to them. Yeah, thank you for listening and thank you to our new sponsor. Yes. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.